Aha, welcome back to Spiro Avenue. We have a mixed bag today. Uh, there's a lot going on. We're going to go voop, 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 hit it all uh, fast and furious today. Let's start with Michigan State basketball because we can never start on a high note here for some reason. But of course, most of you are listeners in Detroit, so you know better. Things are not great. Michigan State football gets off the mat. Uh, they at least steal... I don't know, marginally positive headlines with the hiring of Mel Tucker, although even that came with a, a myriad of caveats. Michigan State football gets off the mat, and then Michigan State basketball goes down the tubes. Michigan State basketball is one, essentially at the buzzer, tipping from Xavier Tillman away from a five-game losing streak. It is about as bad as it can get for a preseason number one team with national title aspirations. You don't see a lot of preseason number ones go through a five-game losing streak, and this team was this close to that. But you definitely don't see them lose four out of five very often, short of a myriad injuries, and that has not been the case. Everyone knew about Langford being down. Michigan State was still preseason number one. So it's a mess. It's a mess, and really they probably should have blown that Illinois game. I don't know what to make of it. 2019, what was the story of that team? The story of that team was they always found a way to win. They always found a way to win. Down three times to Michigan in the second half by 8, 10, 12 points. Won all three. Down by five to Duke with two minutes left, three minutes left, whatever it was. Found a way to win. The odds-on national favorite that year, Duke, found a way to pull it out. Michigan State basketball was down repeatedly at the end of last year. Came back. Even Texas Tech in the Final Four, MSU was down 12, 13 points late in that game. They were a wide-open McQuaid three-pointer away from coming tied. They were down by one bucket late. They always came back. 2020, flip that. It's the other way around now. This team finds a way to lose. Come hell or high water, they will find a way to lose. And the one time in the last month that they didn't find a way to lose, they were this close to finding a way to lose with a 20-point lead. So it's not like we can take some uh, uh, sterling silver lining out of the one win that we can toss into this mess. So I don't know what to do. I don't know what to do. I think this is the last thing I expected for this team was to be one of those uh, just wait until March teams. I didn't think this was one of those groups because that, that is the common refrain for Spartan Nation whenever Michigan State basketball is underachieving. Oh, just wait till March. Izzo's going to get it going. Sometimes that's true. We saw it in 2015. You know, we've seen it. Even in 2010 when Kalen Lucas down, everyone, went down, everyone counted Michigan State out. Made it to the Final Four. Probably should have made it to the title game. But there's plenty of years where that doesn't happen. So the biggest Michigan State apologists in the world that we're talking about, uh, oh, in 2016, just wait till March. Just wait till March. That didn't work out. Saw it again in 2017. Just wait till March. Just wait till March. Bounced in the first weekend in Detroit. So you can say what you want. You can say what you want. But uh, it's not encouraging. It's not encouraging. And I'm not writing them off, but I am not encouraged. And the bottom line is, it's going to keep coming back to this. Way too much on Cassius Winston. Way too much. Asking him to do way too much. Brother died tragically this year. We get a story every other day now about how Cassius Winston, who was already not a good sleeper, sleeping two hours a night, 
two to three hours a night tossing and turning. I'm sure that's good, especially when his backup point guard is a, a pylon. I mean, at this point, he will no longer be known as Foster Lawyer. That's the last time I will ever call him Foster Lawyer ever. He is now and forever Forest Lawyer of Clarksville who is wholly incapable of spelling Cassius Winston, and I've said it before and I'll say it again. I'm not mad at Forrest. Forrest tries really hard. But at this point, he is completely unplayable. And Cassius Winston has the world on his back, and you know what? I'm not attacking him. He deserves better than he's gotten. But I will say he's not handling it great. I'm the first one to say it. I'm sorry, I'll duck, throw what you want. He's not handling it great. And I don't think it's in him to handle it great. Cassius Winston needs to be the quarterback for a a well-run team, a a strong team around him. He's not a Mateen Cleaves uh, pin Morris Peterson against the wall in the locker room of the Palace at, at halftime type guy. He's just not. And that's not even really a criticism of him. I mean, all the guy has done for this this team carried him to a Final Four last year. They should have hung that Final Four banner and just hung his name up based on last year. Yeah, there were other contributors along the way, of course. Thank you, Kenny Goins. Wide open splash. Big shot against Duke. Bottom line is they should have hung Winston's name. I love Cassius. But he's a little too nice, and this team needs a dog. I, I, don't, I mean, you want to talk about a prescription for getting Izzo that second title? Where are the dogs at on this team? And for the last three years, it's been a, a, a Bible study story. You got Cassius Winston uh, helping potty train Xavier Tillman's kid, and now second kid. I mean, I, these are great. They're, they're cute stories. Are they championship stories? I don't know. Maybe I'm a bad guy. I might be a bad guy. Where's the Mateen Cleaves on this team? Where's the Andre Hudson? Where's the Draymond Green? Kaylin Lucas was a killer. They don't have it. They got talent. They got some uh, uh, raw puppy dogs in the freshman with talent that uh, Rocket Watts is going to be a star, but not yet. They don't have any Spartan dogs on this team. I haven't seen it yet. So, I mean, maybe it'll come, but if it doesn't come, this team is going to be done in a hurry in the NCAA tournament because they can't take a punch. They have no jaw whatsoever. When this team gets punched, they fold. They'll have their little rally, and then the second, the second the team punches back, they, they fold. We saw it against Michigan. Go down big. Chip, 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 chip away. Lead gets down. Forrest Lawyer, wide open for a three to cut it to four or late. Clang. Michigan pulls away, blows them out. Whenever the team punches back, they fold. Maryland, oh, oh, you didn't know Maryland was going to eventually make a shot in the second half? You thought they were going to go two for 32 in the second half? Of course, eventually, some of those wide-open threes are going to fall. First one fell, no problem. Second one fell, uh, ah, noose is tightening. Third one fell, uh, DEFCON 5. And then the fourth one fell, and we all just wanted to hang ourselves. That's where we're at. This team can't take a punch. And I don't know what to make of it. I don't know what to say. It's discouraging. I uh, hope they prove me wrong, but uh, uh, not looking good. No dogs on this team. Uh, a bunch of kittens on this team right now. Love them. They're my guys. They're kittens. And Forrest Lawyer of Clarksville, 
cannot play. He did not play one minute in the second half of that Maryland game. Cassius Winston played the full 20, played the full ride. And that was the right move, by the way. He shouldn't be playing. But what a shame. What a shame that you don't have a competent backup point guard when you're one of the five or six best programs in the country. You can despise Tom Izzo and Michigan State and admit they're top ten. They don't have a backup point guard that, that can stand up. Forrest Lawyer falls down more than Maggie Simpson. It's every two seconds the guy's on the ground. It's like you're watching wedding crashers during the pickup football game. Owen Wilson runs up to Vince Vaughn and says, what the hell's the matter with you? Every time I turn around, you're on the ground. That's, that's Forrest Lawyer. Guy can't even stand up. So that's where we're at. And it's, it, it sucks. It is what it is. Where's, where's my Spartan dogs at? They're not here. They're not, they're not in this kennel. They're not. Let's transition to this. Uh, John Beeline, apparently on the way out at Cleveland. Cleveland Cavaliers are a dumpster fire. Everybody knows it. So it's not going to all fall on John Beeline. But, of course, naturally, in the scene that I'm in, in the cocoon in which I live and most of you live, Twitter and social media on the whole is all Team Beeline on this. The Cavaliers are a nightmare. They've cycled through coach after coach. It's been a disaster. Their organization is terrible. The NBA is mean. All of that is true. All of it. All valid. Also valid, John Beeline was never cut out for the NBA. Sorry. I, and I'm not one that uh, acts like that's some big insult. It, it, to me, it's like a different sport. You know, it's almost like being mad at Michael Jordan for being bad at baseball. Not quite as bad, but those animals are completely different, college and pro. Completely different. I don't look at a a, a legendary coach like Rick Pitino, to a lesser extent John Calipari in terms of X's and O's, going to the NBA and flopping as being some grand indictment on their basketball IQ. I just don't. Maybe you do. Not an NBA coach. Never thought it was going to work. Didn't work. He's almost out. The question is, will Michigan fans just flat out admit it? Or is it going to be all the Cleveland thing? It's never both. Everyone always deals in these extremes. Like Either Cleveland, it's all Cleveland's fault. They're a nightmare organization. Or uh, John Beeline was in over his head and was clueless. Bad fit. Bad fit. A guy that does not belong there really in the first place with an organization that was nowhere near strong enough to handle someone that wasn't quite ready for that spot if they were ever going to be ready. I don't criticize him for taking his shot. He did. Everyone's asking now, is he done coaching? Will he come back to college? Well, for one, he's going to be in high demand. And I don't know what the the terms of his buyout are going to be in Cleveland. That that is yet to shake out. Maybe he'll get 80-90% of that $5 million a year for the next four years after this one. You know, I have no motivation to work. But I will say, what, seven, eight months ago, the guy had the stamina, the steam, the uh, aspiration to coach five years in the NBA, take on this whole new challenge, committed five year, to five years just seven, eight months ago. I, I mean, maybe it beat him up pretty good. I know he had a, a rough time in the press, but I will say uh, that bodes pretty well for him being on the market. And it might be a smaller job. He might coach uh, some tiny school, do like the Jim Calhoun thing. Possible. I don't think he's done. That's my prediction. So that's it. We'll see. I mean, we'll see. 
John Beeline's a hell of a coach. Plenty of people will be calling, that's for sure. Let's talk about let's talk about the worst organization in all sports. I know you're thinking, which one of the Detroit teams am I talking about? It is, of course, the Lions. Story comes out today. Adam Schefter reporting, who is basically never wrong about anything. The Lions are fielding offers for Darius Slay, star cornerback. And, of course, the Lions fans uh, abound everywhere are whining about this. How could you do this? How could you trade Darius Slay? He's the best guy we got on that defense. Our defense was bad enough as it is. Now you're going to trade Darius, big play, Slay. Okay, let's break this down. Darius Slay is almost 30 years old. He will be 30 years old during the next season. Guys don't get very good after 30 in the NFL. He's already at the age where you're going to start to expect a decline. The team has sucked with him. That's not a reason to keep him. Hey, we're not winning with this guy anyway. He's uh, he's entering the back nine of his career. Let's cash in the asset. Trade him. Because to keep Darius Slay here, he's a free agent after this upcoming season, you are going to have to pay him a minimum of four years, big top dollar, high teens, you know, high mid teens type money. Much of it guaranteed. Do you want a 34, 35 year old Darius Slay on your books? Making twelve, thirteen, fourteen million dollars? Is that is that a smart move? It's a very lion's move, but even they are not this stupid. They are wise to shop them. I mean, it's you, the Lions fans are so bad, and, and they really deserve what they get. And you, you throw on top of all this stuff the huge possibility that Darius Slay is going to be a distraction this year. The guy can't go a week without spouting off in the media criticizing the team, which, by the way, he's right about everything. Still shouldn't say it. You know, you you out there, you might have a boss you don't like. You might be right to criticize him, but keep it in your kitchen. Tell your wife, to, you know, tell your dog. Tell who you got to tell. Can't be going on Facebook doing it. Can't be at work walking up and down the hallway saying the manager's an ass. Can't do it. That's Darius Slay. That's what he does. I agree with everything the guy's ever said, and then some, in criticizing this team, don't agree with him saying it. Not smart. And I don't know, for for the record, I wouldn't give him away. I think the Lions, you know, they have a 1 in 500 chance of of competing for a title this year. I mean, I guess, right? It's not totally implausible. So you don't just give him away because he has value for this year. You know, I, I would require a second-round pick for him probably. But they're absolutely right to shop him. And he's in this kind of litmus test thing where you get – the best example ever was Andre Drummond with the Pistons where people are talking about, oh, we, we got to build around Andre. You don't trade Andre. He's a foundational piece. He's the core. Anyone that said that was stupid at the time, they were uh, vindicated in their stupidity – now, after year, year, year after year goes by and the Pistons don't win one playoff game, not a playoff series, a playoff game with Andre Drummond as the centerpiece. Witness test. If you think Andre Drummond is a franchise player that can win a title as the best guy on a team, you don't know what you're talking about and you should cease to comment on sports. Darius Slay. The latest example, if you think the Lions can't trade Darius Slay, 
you shouldn't talk about sports. You should go follow uh, Tony Dombrowski and get out the pom-poms because you don't know what you're talking about. You can cheer. You can watch. Wear uh, your jersey. I don't care. Just stay out of the discourse because you don't belong. And there's not many times I say that, but this Darius Slay thing, seeing Lions fans uh, apoplectic on Twitter about this, it's just like you you guys deserve everything you've gotten, and you deserve everything that's coming. I don't deserve it. I deserve better. A lot of you deserve better. The dummies saying that you can't even look at trading Darius Slay don't deserve better. So that's that. Uh, what else in the merry old land of Oz? The NBA. This will be very quick, ladies and gentlemen. The NBA sucks. The NBA has sucked for a long time. I left the NBA a long time ago for a number of reasons. Let's go real fast. The unforgivable 2006 NBA Finals, stolen from the Mavericks. Dwayne Wade shoots 75 free throws every game. They stole a title, probably stole that conference title from the Pistons en route to that 06 championship. Terrible, unforgivable, never getting over that. Number two, personal interaction. I saw the Pistons in 2007 at a Detroit Tigers game uh, be extremely rude to some kids. Personal reason, sorry. But when I see half your starting lineup and two bench players uh, tell kids to F off and you don't say F, and I mean young kids who are just going up there to ask you for an autograph and a high five, I'm sorry, I'm jaded. That that turned me off. Uh, These are the guys that, you know, we rooted for. And, uh, yeah, that sucks. So that was number two for me. Number three, just generally politics in the NBA. Tired of it. I don't even care if I agree with you. I agree with half of what's said, half of what's not. I don't want to hear it. You know, it's like that Chappelle sketch uh, about Ja Rule in 9-11 where they bring Ja Rule on CNN to give his thoughts on the, the World Trade Center tragedy. And it's like, who, who's looking for Ja Rule's opinion right now? When I'm looking at, at world, at global affairs, global conflicts, I'm really not all that curious what Steve Kerr thinks on the matter. I'm really not all that curious what Stan Van Gundy thinks. I just don't care. I might agree with what you're saying. I don't want to hear it. I don't want to hear it. Politics in the NBA, major turnoff. The fourth thing, the smallest, but it was the final straw, the stupid corporate logos on the uniforms, awful, stupid, uh, very soccer of them. They were the first pro sport here to cave to that where you, you have the uh, you know stub hub Cavaliers or whatever the hell it is. I mean, it's, it's terrible. It just looks so stupid. And, of course, this manifested itself in a rather macabre way with this past weekend, the NBA having their all-star festivities, and they dedicate the new all-star MVP award to Kobe Bryant. Sweet moment, right? How thoughtful, good thing. The whole league, the whole country, large parts of the world are feeling the hurt from Kobe Bryant's death, right? Terrible story. And on the trophy that they unveil in this wonderful ceremony, you got the big, stupid Kia logo plastered on there in bigger font than anything else on that trophy. It dwarfed Kobe Bryant's name. The stupid Kia logo. We'll show it to you real quick. Um, Clip two. Let's play it. There is one additional special honor um, for Kobe. We are now announcing... um, People are probably wondering what this object is next to me, that we are re- renaming our 
All-Star MVP trophy, um, the Kobe Bryant MVP award. So that's that. Uh, that was really stupid. I mean, you have this. I look. I'm glad the NBA dedicated the trophy. It's nice. I don't mean to defecate on a sweet moment and a, a moving tribute. Very nice. Can we get the Kia logo off? I mean, the NBA would have sponsored Kobe Bryant's funeral had the rights been up for auction. I mean, it, sorry, I, I'm the asshole, right? It's true. Can we get a, a tribute to Kobe Bryant without the name of a mediocre car manufacturer plastered in bigger font than the guy's uh, name that this award is purportedly being in tribute to? That's it. That's the last time I'm talking about the NBA for like a year. A terrible sport, uh, terrible league. And again, that is a different sport than college basketball. It's the worst. It's the worst. Speaking of the worst, and we'll finish here. Next show, we're going to be positive. Today's not the day. Baseball fans. Baseball fans are furious with the Astros. They are furious with Major League Baseball. Right there with you. Diehard baseball fan. Hate what happened. Hate how what happened was handled. Right there with you. You and me, buddy. I'm with you. I feel your pain. The refrain right now from fans uh, worldwide are that you have to punish the players. you got to go after the Astros players. We want suspensions. We want our pound of flesh. That's what everyone's saying. Excuse me, people. If you've done uh, one iota of research on this topic whatsoever, you know that the commissioner, Rob Manfred, granted immunity to the players as a condition of their cooperation in this investigation. If you don't know what immunity means, that means that they cannot touch you for anything revolving around the situation provided you cooperate and answer uh, truthfully or as close to truthful as, as possible. The Major League Baseball officials are not going to rescind their immunity plea. They, they can't just reverse course on the immunity agreement. They can't say, oh, shit, we're taking a pounding in the media on this. Joe M3702 on Twitter is mad. So uh, fuck you guys on that uh, on that uh, immunity deal. You're out of luck. Can't do it. You can't do it. Criticize the decision to give the immunity in the first place. You didn't need to do it. There was enough evidence uh, from Twitter people alone to hang the Astros for what they did. Not to mention Mike Fire's original testimony uh, on it. You're telling me somebody wouldn't have squealed on the Astros for a, a smaller punishment? Happens every day in America. Every day. So you can criticize the decision to grant the immunity in the first place. I'm with you. Let's hammer them. Give me the shovel. I'll whack them over the head with you. The ship sailed on, on punishing the players. It sailed. The second that Major League Baseball tried to uh, reverse course on this decision to grant immunity, the second they tried, Major League Baseball Players Union and all their attorneys would tie this thing up in court in two seconds. Two seconds. Major League Baseball would be slapped with an injunction. There'd be an immediate injunction. I mean, that would be immediate. The decision would be ruled over in about 10 seconds, and the MLB would be reversed. They would be forced to rescind whatever fine or suspension that they had levied. It's a losing battle. Major League Baseball is a mess. Rob Manfred has been tone deaf. The Astros even more so. 
criticize them all. I openly encourage you to attend every Astros game at Comerica Park this year or wherever you may reside and make fun of them, dress up as a garbage can, make all the jokes you want. They deserve it. They should wear the stain forever. Just drop the thing about punishing them. It's gone. It's not going to happen. And if they tried, it wouldn't stick. So let's talk about stuff that actually matters or has some uh, place in reality. So that's that. Hey, did I cheer you guys up? Because I I didn't cheer myself up. But, you know, things will be happier, right? Uh, Michigan State going to play Nebraska. That should go well. What could go wrong? So looking forward to it. Hey, you Michigan basketball fans, congratulations. You've had a better week than us. So that's not saying much, but uh, congrats for that. Again, thank you for joining us. Spiro Avenue, here again, here to entertain you and uh, hopefully keep my own sanity just just a little bit. Just, Just one little drop of sanity would be good. Thanks for tuning in. We'll catch you next time. Spiro Avenue, Justin Spiro, have a good day.